The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting the show once again, and joined once again by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John <laughs> Roberts pushing those buttons. Em- <laughs> embarrassed Republican. Right. <laughs> and tonight we're going to be trying... <laughs> and tonight, I expect to be pushing genres buttons as we talk about things like debates and things. Oh, yeah. But yeah. before we get to that, we do love to hear from our listeners. And uh, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. You can email us, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm. Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. And we do also have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. That has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, some supplemental episodes. And we've actually done like three or four supplemental episodes in the past couple of months, I think. I think Uh, even last week or so. There were were a couple that were recorded last week. I'm still editing those. Uh, There was uh, and one a little while ago that we can post this week. or next week about honorifics, and also about yet. also the interview you did with uh, the woman Janae of, Lewis, yes, who's running for the city at, council in Washington D.C. at large city councilor in Washington D.C. Yeah, See, my cousin. We're creating bonus content for people who want to take the time to search us out, and we we're just the best. Just uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, any podcatcher that you would like to you know use or just on our website so you can check that out and i uh, think it's kind of always surprising the positions we take they're not always what you would think given it's true. Our pedigrees so i i guess a, a different view <laughs> well and maybe we'll maybe we'll get into that i was uh trying to trying to uh, needle Sue earlier tonight with something, and uh, maybe we'll have time for that later in the show. But oh, I have to leave early. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> the chair recognizes Senator Collins. <laughs> it has to do with libertine, libertarian, and quarantine. I think is yes, the indeed. topic. So stay till the end of the show if you want to hear about that discussion. <laughs> Really, we just like talking about things from the 40s. So, because uh, that's the origin of the word quarantine. Careful now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The, the, there's a lot of noteworthy things have happened uh, this week and even today, even though there's sort of been a long time coming, like the uh, Great Britain has formally left the European Union. Uh, which as is of a, tonight, right? Yeah, as of... Uh, as, as of, of today. As oh, of, right. Midnight Greenwich. As of 6 p.m. our time. Oh, okay. Greenwich. Midnight. They've removed the Union Jack from the uh, EU. Yep. Uh, and they've removed the EU flags from various British yep. things And they're and still in, but they can't vote. <laughs> they're still following the rules, but they yeah. don't actually get to sit on any of the I taxes. thought I'd never see it. <laughs> uh, honestly, considering what a... a, a 
Keystone Cops production. It's been up until now uh, with all the inability to actually face reality and uh, uh, articulate clear policies and and otherwise behave like adults. Uh, I am amazed that the uh, uh, the the Leave Party and the the Tories under Boris Johnson were able to get this done, but. Uh, that wasn't uh, factoring in just the incredible incompetence and stupidity of Jeremy Corbyn and uh, the Labor Party. So, you know, good job to the lefties. Yay. Yay. Hope, sorry, I don't mean to spill any sarcasm on you. Oh, yeah. So so now they have to fight over whether they're going to get chlorinated chicken from the U.S. or more stuff from the eu that's going to be the tension right is the the trade deals they have with the eu they, versus they, our the trade deal with the us which they is, have to uh make all the arrangements for fully leaving the european union uh in 11 months by the end of this year because the first of of 2021 they are all the way out and if they don't have agreements for how that's all going to work then they're they basically still crashed out with no deal so this will be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of like a compilation of those dash cam videos from like Russia where it's like, watch this car, horrible car crash happen in front of you. And like, oh, my God, that truck rolled right over that school bus kind of thing. I don't know. Free markets will find a way <laughs> to do what? Yeah, I was to just make money, say, I guess. Yeah, I that's to make money. That's pretty yeah. much all they do. Yeah. Um, and then steamroll over the people, the people that are. I thought just I just there. heard a steamroll over. I don't know. I guess that's <laughs> in the studio here. <laughs> Roller yeah, skating. So breakfast <laughs> is because we, we, we're above and below two different bowling alleys. You oh, know? there you <laughs> go. Like the guy in the Simpsons. <laughs> grimy, uh, yeah, as you like grimy, to be called. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Brexit happened. The um, and what else were we going to talk about? Uh, well, uh, apparently the Democratic Party is, uh, busy, <laughs> is also interested in being a free market, as in, uh, if you've got the money, they are happy to do whatever you want. So, uh, they've changed the debate rules. Uh, John, could you, could you fill us in on the details? There's another debate. There's a debate in February. When is that? Yes. Uh, beginning of, it's just, um... Is it after Iowa? Is it the eighth? Is it after before New Hampshire? Uh, it's before New it's Hampshire. Before yeah. New Hampshire. After Iowa and before New Hampshire. I think it's on the eighth. Um, the cutoff for for entrance is on the uh, well, is on the second. So the Iowa caucus, by the way, assuming I didn't write the, these down incorrectly in my calendar, is Monday. Is Monday the third, and the New Hampshire primary is eight days after that. So when's the next Democratic debate? The eleventh. No, that's when the February seventh. February seventh, Fr- Friday, February seventh. So it's a like week Friday. from tonight. Oh, great! And then yes, because they really want people to be paying attention. And then on Tuesday, the eleventh, uh, we have the New Hampshire primary. Uh, and uh, what is it? When do we have? That's uh, when Delval Patrick will be done. <laughs> yes, most almost. And almost who stepped definitely. out today? Somebody stepped out last night. Um, Delaney. Delaney's out. Yeah. And uh, uh, the South Carolina primary will be on the 29th. And uh, when is Nevada? Well, we can look that up in a little bit. 
Well, um, I put it in my calendar, which is why I'm surprised it's not popping up here. But, oh, well. Anyway, um, yeah, so we've got uh, uh, some interesting stuff coming up this month. Oh, by the way, I just want to mention, before we get on to talk about the thing about debates that I really wanted to mention. Change in rules. Change in rules. <laughs> but uh, today is uh, it's the last day of January here. Uh, so in 12 days, uh, that is the deadline to register here in Massachusetts to be eligible to vote in our state primary, uh, uh, presidential primary. So, uh, Wednesday the 12th, that's the last day to register. Uh, if you are registered, you can vote early, uh, on starting on Monday the 24th through Friday the 28th of February. The actual, what I'm doing. The actual election, uh, which is we are part of the Super March Tuesday 3rd. cluster, is Tuesday, March 3rd. There are 14 state primaries happening. Uh, quite Including a California, right? They added to Super yes, they Tuesday. Did. That's huge because that that's like the dinosaur yeah. in the room. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Uh, I predict Bernie Sanders is going to run away with the Vermont primary. <laughs> really? I do. And I bet Elizabeth Warren is going to manage to squeak it out here in Massachusetts somehow. Really? I do. Hmm. I do. If Duvall's still on the uh, ballot? <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> Who talked him into running? <laughs> Uh, Mike Bloomberg, maybe? I don't know. Some, somebody with a pile of money. Men I honestly in thought like, he would be more of a spoiler for some reason. I don't know why. I thought, he, I thought he'd make more of an impact, but he really, he could have he, yeah, if I he think actually he was a little tried. Late. Yeah, and I think no, he was no, late. he didn't. It's not just because he's late. He didn't try. Yeah, he His didn't website try. was empty. He had yeah. nothing. So I think it's also worth noting that uh, I've seen one TV commercial for him when I've been out in Andover at my mom's house and watching the news on TV there and stuff. And, one and I've in seen Massachusetts. Ton, <laughs> I've seen tons for Tom Steyer and Mike Bloomberg. Well, out that's in Boston interesting. Uh huh. Well, they can afford it. Exactly. They can I, afford it. Um, doing it in a in this state. Yeah, because this is an expensive media state. Sure, but but also. Uh, the media New Hampshire. here pe- will catch New Hampshire, so it makes sense. It's just, I think it's worth noting that uh, uh, you might not have seen that much from Deval Patrick, in part because he's like, well, I don't have $100 million to throw at television advertising. So he's, you know, <laughs> like, like there's probably only so much ads he could afford to buy because you've got these two billionaires you know, throwing down money for uh, uh, TV ad time. Yeah. You know, and, the, the, you know, Good old capitalism, the the TV stations are going to raise their ad rates Actually, when they can to get away with it. I this. think political ads are pretty expensive, but they're set. There's some there's some government. They have rules. to uh, they have to charge the um, market rate. Basically, yeah, the market rate for everyone. So, but right, but that they can means, raise the market rate. Well, that it's that means if if someone keeps buying ads. Then that would raise that would raise the market rate. They can't do it just exactly. like on their own. They they have to. It has to be uh, requisite. Arms the, length. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Right. But a simple mechanism is to say, well, we're going to raise our rates by twenty percent, and I know that means we're going to have fewer ads from, you know, Big Steve's TV City or whatever. But on the other hand, that frees up more of our ad time to be bought up by Mike Bloomberg. So woohoo! <laughs> 
Yeah, that's he's doing that in a lot of states, just yeah. buying up so much ads that the the actual rate goes up because they're more valuable, which actually squeezes out other Democratic candidates. Yep. Because they he is spending twice as much money oh, as twice. the other ones as everybody else combined. combined. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's insane. And so they can legally say, well, these are the ad rates for everyone. So somebody changed the rules for him? Is that what John was saying when we just... Because I missed this story well, today. As far as the <laughs> advertising goes, no, they're they're exploiting the rules. And they might, and they can also say like, well, we have this long-term Actually, contract. Actually, I was just asking John so he could jump in. But. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. I didn't need to be that explanation because... <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. The... Nor- for the past year or however long since June, the uh, the Democratic debates have had uh, uh, just uh, some very simple rules. You have to have X number of donations, unique donations, small dollar donations, uh, and you have to have. And there's a list of approved polls, and you have to get X amount in each in four of the polls so like let's say like five percent you need four polls of that say that support you five percent and then you get into the in the debate or you have to have two polls above 12 percent and weren't the, in the early states weren't the donations also had to come from a variety of states it couldn't just yes. be from one state too, it right? has to be like from like 40 states or something like that and it went up right every time they, every t- and that yeah. and that's i really like that honestly i really like that way of of putting people into the debates because it kept raising the stakes and you had to keep showing that you had grassroots support and more and more support and taking support from other people which winnowed a lot of people out which was nice it benefits people that can advertise more and and have more initial support sure so it kind of squeezes out yeah name recognition kind of yeah it squeezes out people like because that's what how biden really he got well yeah and that's that's true though i think for any kind of electoral process yeah it's you know you'd like to see like some of the smaller candidates uh in the on the debate stage like putting in their their two cents and everything but the one of the reasons why Donald Trump did so well in the primaries is because they had like 15 people on each stage and in each state and all they they split the vote. Yeah. And he was he I know he won a couple states with 35 percent. Yeah. Which is insane. So that's why that's why it's good that they're doing that. The and it's gone up every for every and debate. they kept cutting. They were down to was it six the last debate? There yes, was six that made it. It was just six. And somebody made it at the very end. Was it um Steyer? For, yeah, Steyer? it was. It was Steyer actually made it with two polls above X percent. I think yeah. I he he made it in just just, just at the end. It. Yeah. Um. So this next debate, this uh, in February on February seventh, the Iowa caucuses are on the. Second. Third, third. So the Iowa caucuses are on the Groundhog third. Day is Sunday. It's also the Super Bowl. Just so you know, eh, nobody cares. So Pats are, Pats are aren't in it, so Monday nobody night. cares. <laughs> um, so the uh, so now the rules for February, which I also like. Honestly, you have to have the the uh, the donors. You have to have either four polls above five percent, or get a delegate in the Iowa caucus. Oh, which means you have to have gotten 15%. 
in one of those. Yep. Okay. You have to get you have to get a delegate. Oh, that's interesting. In the Iowa caucus, and then you'll be able to get into the debates. Uh, so if you don't get the polling, but you get a delegate, that shows that you have support. You can get. Uh, so I, I kind of like that. Um, it would if someone really hustled in in Iowa, like if if Booker who if he was still in or like yeah. Delaney dropped out. Um, I've been saying like the Delaney acts are really sad right now. They're gonna riot. Um, but the all three of them, all the De, <laughs> all the Delaney acts, yes. Um, but if Delaney, let's say, really hustled in Iowa and got a delegate, he could get on the debate stage. Well, so Andrew I kinda, Yang. Andrew, well, Yang actually made it through polling. He got four polls. Oh, really? Yeah. He just he just got four polls a few days ago. Oh, okay. So, but it again, yes, if he got a, and I think he will get at least one delegate. So I think he would have been in the in there. Um, so in March. So that's after two. It's March it, is going to be after two. Is it after Super? Super Tuesday is the third. So, um, the March debate. Yeah. It's going to be basically uh, the March one. The rules are if you get two, if you get delegates from uh, the. So I guess it's going to be like the end of February or something because the if you get delegates from Iowa or New Hampshire, or if you get polls um, above 10%. Uh, in, That's a nation, nationwide poll? In those, 20, in those 21, that list of 21 yeah. polls, from nationwide or Nevada and South Carolina, th- that's it because you don't need you don't they're taking out the the donor thing. What is ah. the current donor threshold? Right now it's two hundred twenty five thousand. And some number of states, right? Some different numbers. I think it's still. I think it's just forty states. Yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. but you need two hundred twenty five thousand um, unique donors, small donors, uh, unique donors. And they, but they've taken out the donation aspect for the next, for the ninth debate. Can you say Bloomberg? <laughs> oh my God. I, f- I found out about this and I was. <laughs> I didn't livid. hear about it at all. That's so livid. interesting. Yeah. I was so yeah, mad. Let's, let's put down the drawbridge and forget oh. the alligators and welcome him in. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, do we have any idea how many donors Bloomberg's campaign has? None. None. He's not taking donations. Right. Or Unlike he, Trump, who said that, and Trump did take money. Well, yeah. Trump People said he said wouldn't he, need them, but he was happy to take them. Yeah. yeah. Which, he, which um, I thought made sense, but it's <laughs> like, that's not the same as, I won't take your money no matter how much. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Bloomberg has just not taken any donations. If he did take donations and he had the requisite amount, he would be in this next debate. He has four polls over, over 5%, uh, which... So are they going to let him in in February or not? Oh, totally. He's going to get a delegate. No, no. no. Oh, in February? No. Yeah. No, he can't. Yeah, he can't he, qualify he, at this point. He doesn't have the, the donations. But he in the other debate, is it before Super Tuesday or after it? In I got to look that up. Uh, unless I, it's March 1st or 2nd, it's, yeah. you know, February unless they're 19th. doing it on Sunday. February 19th? Wait, is, the next debate is February 19th? Yep. I thought you said it was February 7th. Uh, no, that's the 8th debate. Wait, so there's a debate on February 7th, uh-huh. and then there's another one on Wednesday the 19th. That's, that's what I'm he- seeing here. Oh, so th- this might be the rules for Wednesday the 19th, which is yes. before Super Tuesday. Yes. Uh, oh, that okay. is what, And that is going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, of course it is. So, 
That is why you can have a candidate must win at least a single debate in either the Iowa caucuses or the New Hampshire primary um, or meet the polling requirements, which is 10 percent. That is double the amount that you would it has need been, that yeah. has that that it is now usually it's been going up by two two percent nine on some of those polls right uh, I, think, I can check that i think now. i saw that yesterday that he's well i thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna take the nomination because i just but of course i'm always wrong so he may just <laughs> but they're um, sure making it easy for him currently he has four for the next um for the ninth debate he has 10 percent in one poll um Buttigieg has has eleven percent in one. If he wanted to make the eighth debate, his highest polls in the last um, for for this coming debate were nine, eight, ten, and nine. So he's above five. With Delaney out and possibly some other people dropping, maybe uh, after after this after Iowa, he might gain more, and so he might get those four polls. And I really think he's going to get at least one delegate from Iowa or New Hampshire or something. So there'll be one caucus. He'll probably location yeah. or something. There. There'll be like one, <laughs> and and he'll just and so he's probably going to get into the yeah. into the next primary. And then he's going to. I mean, in the b- next, Amy in Klobuchar to be his vice president, and he'll be off like a rocket. Oh God! Uh, by the way, the uh, Nevada caucus is the Saturday, the twenty second. So Correct. it's it's a. Uh, a week before South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, so the second that second debate is. Yeah. You said um, the Nevada is when this. Twenty second. Twenty second, and then South Carolina is the next. Right. Mm-hmm. On the 29th and then Super Tuesday. So basically, the the DNC changed the rules to allow Bloomberg in. Yeah. Well, that's power. Money I just, talks. I w- I was so proud of them. Because I really like this system. It was and they a were great holding system. To it. They were holding it like Booker and Castro were like, and I wanted Booker and Castro oh, on the yeah. stage. But they were like, oh, we didn't get blah, blah. I'm like, you didn't get the support. You're supposed to get the the the, the polling and the and, and Gabbard was, oh, you're the, trying to take your choice away. I no. saw a sign for Tulsi. Well, those guys are black, so or or brown at least. So I mean, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, screw that. But I saw a, vet, a veteran holding a sign for Tulsi in Northampton the other week. I'm mean, good for them. Sure. I was surprised. One sign, one guy holding a sign for Tulsi about peace or something. I forget. Understandable what that some veterans might yeah. might like her, and she does try to exude this lie about caring about peace. Yeah, yeah, I said it, but <laughs> well, I was just—I was surprised in Northampton. Yeah. How do you really feel, genre? <laughs> Tulsi <laughs> Gabbard doesn't care about—he doesn't really about—doesn't really care about peace. She cares about American soldiers not going into war. That is what she cares about. She doesn't want to, but she's okay with using small strike forces and drones. She's okay with with killing people abroad and blowing up their stuff as long as our our just so long people, as we don't get killed. Exactly, yeah. that is what she's concerned about. Obama was so, like that too, right? So she yeah. wants wars of colonialism like we had, like the she Europeans had in the nineteenth century yeah. in Africa. She's not for the forever wars because then we have to have people stationed and everything like that. But she's totally cool with with having to attack someone drone drone strikes, drone strikes strike forces small small smaller um engagements uh but she doesn't want to have like you know 
occupations. Armies. Because then more people, more of her people will get hurt. That's why she's, that's what she's concerned about. Yeah. Well, she's, she's not interested in a forever war because in the moment she prefers to vote present. You know who got a forever God. stamp this week? To digress for one second, because oh I, so, <laughs> I am so depressed by the news right Mr. now. Mr. Rogers? No. Because they did one Somebody we all like. a whole bunch. Gwen Eiffel got a forever stamp. Really? They unveiled it was a huge ceremony in Washington. Oh. Yeah, they gave her a stamp. Cool. So, yeah, very cool. Sorry. That's okay. You that said is forever, yeah. and it just reminded me of something positive. See, I don't like <laughs> Bloomberg. I don't like him. And I don't like the DNC for letting him, for for changing the rules because it's it's clearly specifically to let him in. And Tulsi won't be in any of these debates. Oh God, oh, no. no, no, no. She's she's not. She doesn't get the polling at all. She's and she doesn't have the money. So who's going to be in <laughs> no. the debate? Can we tell at this point? So Bloomberg stopped no, and stopped Gabbard and frisked actually the has two hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, uh, for this month, she just and she has she has two polls. Actually, so she might be in the next debate if she can if she can get if there are any more polls in the next two days. Oh, otherwise she'll be out. I I don't think so. Yeah. But she's got two above. She got a five percent and six percent one. But the next debate, the only way she's going to get in is she, if if she gets a delegate. Yeah, uh, and which she could get in New Hampshire. New Hampshire's very, got some very conservative areas. So maybe I. Don't I mean think democratic so. on the conservative? Not I mean it's yeah. also conservative, but there's also a lot of conservative Democrats there. So, yeah. huh? Interesting. So, but what a shocker! The rule changed just like uh, that. Uh, just today. Just yeah. just this just today. That's how I I totally missed that. I had no idea. Yeah, I missed. I it wonder too. why they released that today. <laughs> well, Friday's the perfect day to dump bad. I mean, news. it is trash day, but I will, today specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The impeachment vote. Oh, <sighs> we. Oh no, wait. Oh, <laughs> we we have we have a few minutes left. I mean, we can. And what a yeah. So 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 the Democratic Party has uh has has made it very clear that uh, uh, billionaires are fine. Billionaires and they can are fine. Buy into the election. That that matters of principle aren't as important as matters of interest. <laughs> oh. Anyway, oh. <laughs> um, that they're happy to have people who invest in America's future. Usually, those folks go to the Republican Party. I don't yeah, understand. I, 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 Why I, is he? He needs. To, he should have primary Donald Trump, him and Biden. Yeah, yeah. They they could have primary Donald Trump, and they probably would have. Well, Weld's trying to, but they keep canceling the primary. Nobody knows who Weld is. I know. Nobody not cares outside of Massachusetts. No. So. Yeah, nobody really cares. No. Nobody nobody cares about Bill Weld uh, or Mike Welsh. Mike Bloomberg could have done, uh, done the same kind of thing on the Republican side. And yeah, done better. Yeah. yeah, he could have. He, yeah, he, he would have done better. He would have probably. But they still would have canceled the primaries on him. I bet. Probably, probably yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I he would have. He would have still gone into the primaries that are still on, and he probably would have at least taken like twenty percent. I think, like pretty, like I bet he would have taken a. Good I don't enough. know when he banned the big gulp, you know, us libertarians. Well, he supported <laughs> gun control, and a lot of the most oh, rabid right, Republican yeah. voters yeah. are like, you know, hate his hate his and guts. Also, he's a Jew, and he helped. Yeah, get, don't he, forget that he helped to get rid of all those coal plants, right? Half the coal plants. He's that's what he's been working on since he was mayor of New York. Yeah. Is, just go is, away. Is what it call it mothballing those coal plants? Just enjoy well, your billion dollars while you have a chance. I think the Democrats decided to to change the rules because I think they're concerned about how well Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are doing. Yep. And that is why he joined the race. 
Yeah. Because he, he, he saw did the math and he saw that well, Biden he saw, couldn't he does, win. He's exactly. worried that somebody's yeah. going to be taxing billionaires. He yeah. saw that Biden was doing well and he and he yeah. thought that Biden was a good candidate. He thought he was a better candidate. And because he has a billion dollars, billions of dollars. Yeah, several billion. He can just, just do what he wants. Yeah. And he can just go into a race. He also saw the weakness of Biden because otherwise yeah. he would assume Biden would carry it. And that is Bernie and Elizabeth wouldn't have been. a. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he, he was like, that's. And Biden has got some flaws. Some. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> becoming a doddering old man. Sadly, um, I mean, just removing that, just he's weird and creepy. Well, and also he's got uh, severe liabilities, like his support for the Iraq War, uh, his support for that bankruptcy bill. I mean, the reason why he oh, used yeah. to be he's called Mr. Delaware, right? The senator for MBNA. Yeah, um, actually, and uh, there's a, a broadcaster, a, a journalist named Mehdi Hassan, who uh, does a really great show for uh the intercept and he uh uh was talking about uh uh joe biden and, and like what the heck is up with joe biden and he pointed out like that um uh there's uh during the bankruptcy bill debate back in 2005 there's this great audio exchange between him and elizabeth warren where elizabeth warren's like this bill is a horrible idea oh i remember and, that you know yeah and i heard that what are you piece? doing and yeah. he's like well you know, yeah. fooey on you. You're just some dame at Harvard. What do you know? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, no, he was all credit card laws yeah. and yeah. Yeah. We got a time. before we go. We got a question from a listener. Um, who who again got the stamp? Who was on the stamp? Gwen Eiffel. Gwen Eiffel. Of an, the journalist. Yeah, the famous journalist who okay. died last year, I think, of cancer two years ago. Two uh, years ago. Least, maybe yeah. two years. Yeah. She was amazing. She was. Yeah, she was. So. I think it was in the run-up to the mid, uh, 2018 midterms. Yeah, yeah, too bad. Yeah, very much so. And she wrote a book in the middle of. I'm sorry, I just realized this. Do you remember she was the moderator for one of the one of the debates? Yes. And she was in the process of writing a book on Obama, yes. and they brought it up as being a problem. Yes. Yeah, I remember that was very interesting, and I was surprised that they allowed her still to moderate that debate. But she did a fantastic. She did a very she was, even-handed job. She, she, she was the one who uh, Senator Romney said, "Well, yeah, check the record." She said, "Well, the record is no." That was Candy Crowley. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, no, Gwen. Gwen was, I think, liked sort of. I don't know. She had a way of get, of doing that without um, creating um, what do you call it conflict. Mm. But yeah, that was Candy Crowley, and we haven't seen her again. I can't find out where she. She was so good. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, and she just got blown out of the water. Cause well, people, everybody turned on her. Yeah, because she she pushed back. But now everybody's pushing back. It's sort of you know she's the first one who did it. Now people will correct a, yeah. a, a, a bold faced lie, which is good. I think the it's been a long time at, since journalists. At least hopefully they hopefully will have presidential debates in the general. And people can do that again, hopefully. What if he doesn't debate? He probably won't. Uh, no, uh, tr- Trump likes rallies. He doesn't really I like anything. I highly else. doubt that he's going to debate. Yeah, because he, th- like there's no upside for him. Well, do you remember when he held that event for veterans when he didn't go to the debate? Remember yeah. he skipped a debate because he didn't want to. I forget yeah. what had happened, but he didn't want to be in the. Yeah, yeah he's very. Uh, talk about shifty. Oh, yeah. Well, he knows how to use power. I'll just leave it at that. You mean money? So um, we should take a moment to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And we'll be back uh, with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio to lament the sad state of our nation. Grump, grump, grump. (laughs) 
But uh, don't go away. We'll be back shortly. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley, right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. Hey! I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why'd you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, ssrc.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles, and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff. Burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old for flu. The media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires, and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yusef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. VFR listeners, this is Bob Balow. I'm at the controls in the VFR studio every Monday morning from 6 till 9 a.m. I play music and I talk. 
and I give the time and temperature. Also, I drink a lot of coffee. Then I go home. But I faithfully return every Monday morning, 6 till 9 a.m., on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old. Indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, that's still Sue, and that's still Jonra, and we're still talking about uh, the politics and the news and other things, trying to be civil about it, uh, however difficult that may be. <laughs> this day will be remembered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the... Uh, uh, the Witness uh, vote, right? Yeah, the the, the Republican uh, controlled Senate uh, voted whether or not to uh, uh, imp- uh, impeach more witnesses and documents to to sort of expand the fact seeking uh, element of the impeachment trial they beyond s- what's already been presented. We said we wanted direct witnesses, and then when we had the chance, we voted them down as Republicans. Right? right. It's like. So all 47 <laughs> Democrats uh, uh, and independents, you know, like Bernie Sanders, uh, voted um, to— uh, And Angus King, is he out of yeah, Maine? Of, of Maine? Yeah. Uh, so all of them voted uh, to uh, have more witnesses, just particularly to call former National Security Advisor uh, John Bolton. And Susan Collins, right? And, and the, then they uh, Susan Collins and Mitt Romney also voted that way. So they had 49 votes in favor— Four people of other than Democrat the so nominations. Two, two, uh, yeah, two Republicans, uh, quote unquote, broke ranks. Two independents. At, at uh, yeah, and then all the other Republicans voted to wrap everything up. Said we're done. So uh, of course, uh, Lisa Murkowski, the senator from Alaska, uh, l- talked about lamenting how political the process was and how. Uh, the Senate was just failing to do its job, and she was going to vote against the idea of having witnesses because if she had voted for witnesses, then it would be a 50-50 tie, and it would require the chief justice to weigh in with a with a tie-breaking vote. Oh, right, because— And the, she thought that might be politically embarrassing for him, and she didn't want that. Uh, I think she also just— she was like, this This whole process is screwed, so yeah. let's just end it now. Yeah, she said the House didn't do their job. <laughs> she said the Senate didn't do their job, too, yeah. and and she's right. And it's it's just it's just amazing to me. You and know? she was mad because Elizabeth Warren yesterday said something on the floor of the House. What did Elizabeth Warren say? I don't, it was a question. She uh, uh, Her question, I actually saw it live. Oh, good. It yes. Yeah, I um, heard about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, her question, everybody was submitting questions on paper to the to the chief justice so and he would have to read them out unless he's unless he thought that it wasn't germane to the topic that's why he refused and to read Rand paul's questions that were name calling the basically the whistleblower. yeah yeah we're trying to get or asking who the whistleblower was and yeah. <laughs> yeah so um her question was basically how can the american people trust this process when 
and she basically called out the Senate and the the judge, Chief Justice, the Chief, yeah, the Chief yeah. Justice, and it was Supreme Court, the Justice Department. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it obviously it was a bit grandstanding. Um, she didn't she didn't have to go that hard on it, yeah. but uh, well, I'm glad she did. It was uh, it was just like a lot of people took offense at the question. We uh, I was watching on Twitch and and everybody in the chat just was like, oh my god, really? <laughs> oh, just, I have to watch it. It just stopped. Everybody's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It there's, was. It was. Well, so, so there's a there's a little YouTube clip. This reminds me of that. I I'll, I'll send you the link, John. Where you can post it in the show notes. But just you know, being called out like that for like the things that they're actually doing and how upset the Republicans were about that. This is little YouTube clip of you know this guy lounging against the side of a wall while you know a Gestapo officer is walking by and somebody and there's another fellow putting up a Nazi party poster. You know, and it's like you know Germany in the forties. And the guy leaning against the wall just sort of uh, sneers, Nazis. And the Gestapo guy says, how dare you call me a Nazi? What, what, you know, this is a terrible, you know, it's like, but, you know. So anyway, yeah. How dare you call me out on what I am? What were you, so That kind of reminds me of Pompeo and the, um, the NPR yes. reporter that he basically tried to browbeat her into... Yeah. yeah, Mary Louise Kelly. Yeah, who actually knew where the Ukraine she's a was. Great reporter too. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's going to be famous, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and the the did you hear the whole interview? The 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 nine. Yeah, because uh, she just. <laughs> I love the way she kept saying, uh, even before she got to the Ukraine. I, I love the way she was. You know, she was saying like, okay, so you said you're gonna the 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 Trump administration will prevent the Iranians from getting a nuclear bomb. How? He said, well, we're not going to let them. How? <laughs> like, well, well, we've got things in place and we're going to do it. It's like, you're going to use sanctions, military force? What are you going to do? Yeah. He's like, we're going to get it done. How? And he just, <laughs> you know, like refused. Yeah. And then she pivots and says, do you owe uh, uh, Ambassador, um, what's her name? I'm sorry. It's not Yankovich, but it's something, Yanukovych. Yanukovych. But she just retired today. Oh, she, did she? she? Yeah, they were saying she retired. She probably didn't want to hear the votes. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name right now. Um, but anyway, the the ambassador Ukrainian, to Ukraine yeah. that that uh, Trump wanted gone, and told somebody who wasn't in government to get rid of her. So that was good. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, she asked if he'd apologize to her, and he said, "I've done everything I can to su- support everybody on Yanukovych. my team." Yanukovych, yeah. yeah. And he's and and she said, "Where did you give? You know, direct me to the, your comments in support of Ambassador Yanukovych." Yeah. And again, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, he was listed Lev Parnas, the guy who's yeah yeah. You know, everybody knows who he is, the Ukrainian, whatever he was, the bag man, businessman, yeah, bag man, mm-hmm. businessman. But he he sent a letter today to um to I think um the um, impeachment trial, listing the people that were involved, and it was it was Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Yeah, and it was and it was Pompeo, and it, it was and amazing. Yeah, and Devin Nunes, it was it was priceless the yeah. timing of it. And of course, you know, they I'm sure they just discarded it. But it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's all the president's men. Well, <laughs> and and uh, the but Lindsay surprised me because I figured he was just being helpful. He wasn't part of the you know in on the inside game. But I guess he, if you believe the Ukrainian guy, oh, he, yeah. he was. Well, I think it's I think it's also uh, just. Uh, you know, as as Adam Schiff uh, remarked earlier before the Senate, like this stuff's going to come out. 
John yeah. Bolton's book's coming out St. You know, Patrick's Day. It might S- not because Trump has impounded it for, um, quote, national security. He can't. Well, they, they had to submit it. That's how it got out because they submitted it to the whoever it is in the, um, I forget, it's the government. Um, I was going to say the printing office. It's not the no. government printing office. But whoever clears stuff, they, they, could, they could decide to redact the whole thing. The, uh, no. That's prior restraint. No, that's absolutely their job. No, but but you they they can't stop them from publishing it. Like prior restraint, especially when it comes to discussing, you know, the government's activities. I don't think a publisher will publish it if they, they can't Oh, they will. They can't stop the book from publishing, but if there are but it's it, it has been it, right? It has been held up because of uh, because they're reviewing it for for security, national security, for right. security. So they might that not that, allow certain passages not to be to be published. So that that's to to sort of cover their butts in terms of tort claims. But I know what you're saying yeah. that prior restraint is but you publish but, it and then you get in trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they they cannot the en- enjoin them from publishing at yeah, all. Yeah. Like 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 that. Yeah, that that's an absolute rock solid principle. But you know, Bolton wouldn't testify when they told him not to, so he won't publish his book if they tell him not to either. I assume. Oh, I don't think so at all. You think he wants the money? Yeah, he's already been advanced two million dollars. Run away, John Bolton! Run away! Right. So, like, like he's been paid two million dollars on advance in royalties. If he don't, won't let them, if they scrub the book, he has to give that money back. Because there won't be any royalties. Depends what his contract says, right? No, it's <laughs> well, it's an advance on royalties. An advance means we expect to make money on this, and we're giving you the money now in advance of what, how you would earn it. I bet you there's but a there's no security clause in there, right? But <laughs> well, in that, but sure. So you're a multi, you're a multi billion dollar publishing house. Are you stupid enough to give somebody an advance that you can't claw back if the book gets scrubbed uh, and it's not your decision? Depends how much you want it. And how he's a unique character in this adventure. So this are you, are you really do you really think they do that? I mean, honestly, are you, do you think like a, like uh, this, this multi billion dollar publisher is? I can't remember which one it is. Harper Collins, I think. Do you really think they would take such a sucker's deal? I really, I do. If they want re- it, I oh. do. So I can't believe you are <laughs> this naive. So <laughs> I mean, that's just amazing yeah. to me. So. I'm listening, John. Uh, this isn't from one of our <laughs> specific lists, but I think the, the information is accurate enough. Um, in a letter to Bolton's lawyer, a top official at the National Security Council wrote that the unpublished manuscript of book of Bolton's book appears to contain significant amounts of classified information Here we and go. couldn't be published as written. The letter, which is dated the 20th, January 23rd, said some of the information was classified at the top secret level, meaning reasonably, meaning it reasonably could could be expected to cause ex, um, exceptionally grave harm to national security. So the manuscript may not be published or it, otherwise disclosed without the deletion of this classified information. Yeah. That is a threat from the uh, from the white from the White House. Was it in black magic flare pen that that probably <laughs> might have been in like glitter pen or something? <laughs> well, you know, he uses a flare. Like, pen. He uses pen. nothing but a sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> So it, uh, they, well, anyway, I thought the battle would be on. <laughs> so if they if they might say that certain passages of this book are under tops are under top secret security clearance and cannot be published because it would hurt national security, and that wouldn't halt the book from going out, but those passages could could be um, stricken. 
Eh, no. I mean, maybe. I'm just reading what they're saying. So no, I, I, but I mean, well, I, mean, and like, I do think it would end up in court because he'd say, "Sure, I spoke to the president. And he said he liked my dog." And you're saying that's national security, right? Well, I, you know, and the battle will begin. So well, more <laughs> more than that, uh, you know, the 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 Pentagon Papers decision. Oh well, those went out before they were looked at. I mean, that, sure. those were leaked. Sure, but I mean, the the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, you're arguing this is going to leak. Well. A there's, already has. a, there's that. And B, then, you know, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren just takes the whole sections of the manuscript that are under uh, discussion and reads them into the Senate record. I don't, I don't think Senate's gotten it yet. I think it's still in the Whatever. NSA. I mean, you can easily get hold yeah. of these things. If, if the information's out there, you just get these passages, you know, and some someone in the House or Senate just reads them into the congressional record. And there is zero chance zero chance of anything bad happening to them because of that. And there'll be nothing to I do to stop it. I think if you're a journalist, you're protected, but I'm not sure that if you're a senator, you're You protected. absolutely are. In fact, the speech and debate clause of the Constitution, uh, if I, I think it's the Constitution, uh, but senators and, and, and Congress and representatives, when they are speaking on the floor of Congress as part of the business of Congress, you know, saying like, I rise to speak to this matter of national security, and then they read out you know the the offending passages. Might I, it is absolutely. Might I remind you? No, she persists. Yes. Do you remember what happened when she persisted? They uh, struck it from the record. Because uh, Mitch McConnell thought he could. I agree with you. I well, agree with you. If but you remember, <laughs> Mike Gravel read the Pentagon Papers into the Senate record. I mean, like it's just that's it. You can't. Yeah. You know, they cannot be sanctioned for. Uh, 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 you know, like like I think the issue with Elizabeth Warren is they felt like it was it was attacking another member of the of the of the of the chamber. They made up some excuse. Well, it's it's like you she can't. She's reading the letter from um, um, Doctor King. Yeah, yeah, Coretta, about Coretta uh, Scott King. About uh, what's his name, the short little dwarf who, from Alabama who became uh, uh, Jeff Sessions, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Uh, Take became, it easy on dwarfs, please. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. Yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that the issue there was she was speaking ill of a fellow senator. That's that you know, which is against Senate rules. But that's the the, the you know the fact that this is secret information supposedly utterly irrelevant. The law is black and white. Without prior written authorization, one may not reveal classified information to any person without an appropriate security clearance. There is a I, I found an article where MSNBC talked to a lawyer about about how the White House could block this book. So um, Might we can, want to read that. We can read through that. and we, we don't have MSNBC on our list anymore, right? Because they're uh, kind of lefty. But, you know, at least it's worth I think looking it's, at. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to post it. Yeah. And um, I guess I the think there is more of a... I, I think that's I think there idea. is more of a gray area um, yeah. than, than just... The, 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 the controlling precedent from the Supreme Court uh, is the you know the ruling in the Pentagon Papers, and it's like pretty that clear was a journal, that was journalistic, and it was they well, weren't the one who this released it. This yeah. publication would qualify as journalism, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, uh, like I think they, I think the one of the concurrences in that decision was like, so obviously, if they're releasing current troop movements of the United States, you know, like whatever, that would be relevant, but. You know, uh, historical information about, you know, what the United States was doing 10 years ago, that's not 
secret, you know, national security information that we can't reveal in a time of war. Like, so no. I don't think a court can decide that. I think that the. Uh, yeah, a court, a court absolutely can. I think what John has given us the evil eye over there. So. Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we do have to wrap up in a few minutes. But yeah. a court absolutely can, especially because the Supreme Court, you know, like there were earlier precedents like Chevron deference where, like, you know, you're supposed to defer to executive agencies. But, you know, the <clears throat> Republican controlled, uh, you know, faction in the Supreme Court is basically like, no, we're getting rid of all of that, so judges can just decide whatever they want. So there's um, no need to defer to executive agencies. I would like to pivot a bit uh, to something real quick. Uh, we just heard this um, this evening that uh, the White House is oh, removing the... Uh, no. Oh. The White House is removing the restriction on, on landmines. landmines. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I heard that uh, Specifically anti-personnel landmines. Yeah. Which uh, Obama uh, struck um, down in 2014. Well, uh, well, he 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 agreed to abide by restrictions. Yeah, and that was Princess Diana's. Did, uh, he didn't sign on to the the international treaty, though. Yeah, but Princess Diana did a lot of work yeah. around that. A lot of people have worked to try and get rid of those horrible, yeah, instruments of yeah, war. Yeah, most of them kill children. Yeah, so uh, I I. I tweeted, it's like, it's really, it's getting really hard to, to remain op- optimistic about the country. It's getting really tough. It's getting really tough. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes, but what <laughs> do you guys, uh, 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 I, did you hear uh, uh, Bill Maher on HBO pointing out, like, uh, we have to plan for uh, Trump refusing to acknowledge that he's been voted out of office? And she said, you know, if you don't think that, if you don't want to accept that, just imagine for a moment uh, Trump saying, well, uh, the American people have spoken. It's been an honor to serve. And I want to congratulate President Klobuchar on running a good campaign. You know, I look, I hope, you know, I wish her all the best and look forward to working with her for a smooth transition. Can you imagine Donald Trump saying that? And I got to say, no, I cannot. Well, and I go back to Bush v. Gore. I can only imagine. I just wanted to bring up one thing that's different. Uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts just passed a budget. Uh And hidden deep within the bowels of the Massachusetts budget is a new provision that makes your birth certificate and your death certificate private information so that Secretary Galvin cannot keep selling all that information to people who use it to scam everyone. Oh, nice. good. <laughs> yeah, the baker did it. Baker, Ending on a high note. Yeah, I thought that was fresh privacy nuts. It's like, you know, if it's your birth certificate or your death certificate, you can have it if it's your kids, but nobody else. So anyway, I thought that was a well, very positive note. Actually, it's interesting that, well, we should we could talk about that, but uh, that, it's <laughs> interesting because, I mean, public records are public records, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the music is playing once again, so we've managed to stumble through another hour. <laughs> Wasted another hour of your time. Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, this has been incredibly educational. Oh, man, what a day. And what we didn't even day. talk about uh, the legality of quarantining people for coronavirus. Oh, phew. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I brought up birth and death records? I was trying to... Never mind. Distract me. It worked. <laughs> anyway, uh... Thank you all. Uh, This has been Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. There's a bunch of cool uh, programs coming up uh, here on on Valley Free Radio for the rest of the night. So lots of cool music to listen to. Uh, There'll be podcasts of this show up soon. Uh, We've got a a repeat of the show airing next Monday at 4. And, uh, yeah, check out, once again, civilpoliticsradio.com. And uh, you can follow links there to other great Planetside podcast shows as well. So... 
that'll do it. Thank you for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. If you would like to know more, go to planetsidepodcast.com.